something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you gotta be willing to take the hits and not point your fingers saying you ain't where you wanna be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. many motherfuckers wanna take a piece. Come and equip with some shit, niggas just can't believe. I pull a trick from my sleeves. I'm kamikaze, I'm all over that nigga. Now come identify the body. <laughs> my middle finger to you, ho, niggas. Run up on me and I'll be forced to let it go, nigga. I ain't the one you wanna try Why? Staying high at the button Watch these motherfuckers die Who's running the streets? I said they cocaine Cause in the dope game Niggas are die for the world, man Another hustle making major cash Should've fucked police Come break your ass Now you stretch doing sad time And it's a bitch Cause the judge gave you eight years You doing six And we know that you can't hang You a trick Roll over turn stitch Like a BS Right, left, then left, right I seen him set a word He didn't duck and got stuck with your upper cut I put my hand up to God Like it's all filled with stress Throwing blows in his hands Like a few fast Right, left, then left, right I seen him set a word He didn't duck and got stuck with your upper cut I put my hand up to God Like it's all filled with stress Throwing blows in his hands Like a few fast Must have to the rage If today's youth and bottle it Crush the glass with my bare hands And swallow it And spit it back in the faces As you racist and hypocrites Who think the same shit But don't say shit Fuck the rapping motherfucker, we can do this. 
Today, the new Black Panther Party and other black nationalists are seeking to redefine black power in America. July weekend. Members of the Harlem, Trenton, and Newark chapters of the new Black Panther Party gather on Frederick Douglass Boulevard. They are protesting racial oppression of blacks at the hands of what they consider to be the racist U.S. government. The new Black Panther Party for Self-Defense is one of the most extreme black nationalist groups in America today. In the next hour, we'll travel inside three black nationalist groups that all call themselves Panthers. The 1960s militant Black Panther Party for Self-Defense. The new Black Panther Party that has no affiliation with the original party, but seeks to reinvent their concept of black power. And the socially conscious new Black Panther Nation, new Marcus Garvey movement. The new Black Panther Party members see themselves as warriors, aiming to liberate blacks from the captivity of white society. They hate whites, Jews, and homosexuals. They are against the government, oppose taxation and military service for blacks, and seek reparations for slavery. They want separate institutions for whites and blacks, and even a separate nation. What's your colors be? Strong and militant, they declare they are ready to bring this change about by any means necessary, including violence. These new Black Panthers are calling for revolutionary political and social change. The new Black Panther Party exists because the spirit for liberation and revolution amongst our people still exists. And we are the current generation that embodies the ultimate aspirations of a people that have suffered much here in the hills of North America. The hell of white is independent. The Anti-Defamation League and the Southern Poverty Law Center characterize the new Black Panther Party as a hate group because of its racist and anti-Semitic rhetoric. It is a proven hate group. Khalid, Malik Shabazz, and many of the other folks in the leadership of the new Black Panther Party have long records of anti-Semitism and bigotry and racism. Oh, 
the new Black Panther Party is trying to make a name for itself in a way that is not embracing of uh, multiculturalism or it essentially uh, it cloaks its anti-Semitism and racism and bigotry under the guise of black empowerment and black nationalism. The new Black Panther Party made national news in June 1998 when 50 members marched into the troubled town of Jasper, Texas. They were there to protest the brutal murder of James Byrd, a black man dragged to death behind a pickup truck by three white supremacists. The Panthers patrolled the streets with guns drawn, thrusting themselves into the national spotlight. Since Jasper, Texas, the new Black Panthers have targeted communities experiencing incidents of racial violence, including the police shooting of Sean Bell in Queens, New York, and the recent brutal abduction and rape of Megan Williams by a group of whites in West Virginia. Inserting themselves into the controversy, the Panthers hold rallies and marches to garner media attention and call for social justice. In Harlem, they desecrate the flag to show their hatred for the U.S. government. That's the equivalent of a doormat. No they entreat bystanders to join their protest. I'm telling black people, wake up to the knowledge of who you are. Stop accepting the lies of America and the white man, this devil. Wake up to who you are. And then when you wake up... When you look at how they've tried to address serious civil rights issues, um, it always kind of comes back to uh, hate speech, blaming it on, on whites, but also blaming it on Jews uh, for the problems of their community. Like many black nationalist groups, the new Black Panther Party advocates black pride and racial separation. The new Black Panther Party argued that black people should have territorial separatism, possibly in North America. It's a very cynical position that black and white people could not, in fact, live together in any sort of sense of fairness and equality and justice. That land, that territory, that black nation, it may be here, it may not. It may be 12 states in America. It may be five states in America. It may be in Zimbabwe. It may be in Nigeria. It may be in the West Indies as a physical territory, but black nation, black nation means all of us. Even if you're in New York and I'm in D.C. and brothers in Atlanta and another man is in Texas, we are all connected by a common ideology, a common thought. The New Panthers firmly believe that as long as the races mix, blacks and whites will never achieve equality. They believe that blacks are the original people and see themselves as the kings and queens of the world. They oppose interracial dating and marriage and work to preserve the purity of the black race. The only way they believe they can achieve their aims is to obtain social and political control. Black power. Black power. We want power. We want control of our communities. We want control of our educational system. We want control of the politics and the money that flows through our community. We want control of the culture. We want control of the arts. We want the power. The organization claims over 45 chapters in the U.S. 
including a headquarters in Washington, D.C. They are highly organized with local and regional leadership and claim a few thousand members. Some organizations, like the Anti-Defamation League, believe the group is much smaller. It's really not a very large membership, and I think its strength comes from the fact that they are able to get a lot of people out to their events. You know, they get a permit, and a lot of people show up. Most of them are not actual members of the New Black Panther Party. These people are probably interested in the issues that they may be dealing with at the time. Some of them may not even realize what this group actually stands for. They're just attracted to what they think the message is going to be. The Panthers use the nationalist message of self-improvement through self-reliance to recruit new members. The range of membership of the new Black Panther Party is what they called in the 60s, the lumping proletariat, or the blood, or the brother and sister that's just straight up off the street. He's been through some hard times, but he's trying to get his life together. So when you see the member of the new Black Panther Party, you see one that has been transformed from a negative in society to one who is having a positive input on black society. I'm Minister King Samir Shabazz. I want to say black power to all my people who've lost their lives and are giving their lives for the struggle of our people today. King Samir Shabazz, chairman of the Philadelphia New Black Panther Party, is one of the city's most outspoken black militants. Today, the 38-year-old high school dropout who grew up in Trenton's Fraser Projects is leading the Panther charge on the streets. The new Black Panther Party is standing up. It's up to the people to stand up, man. Until we get this white supremacist ideology out of our minds, man, we're going to always be in this condition. When Samir puts on the Panther uniform, he sees himself as a freedom fighter. Extreme? I have to be extreme, man. Because it takes the extreme ones to keep us alive. You understand what I'm saying? It takes the extreme ones to keep the truth into our people's head. Central to Samir's beliefs is the Panther ideology of freedom from white oppression at any cost encapsulated in their motto freedom or death in a sense i have a death wish that's to me though you know what i'm saying i'm i'm just that that warrior you know i don't care i'm ready for war man because black people need to be free next samir takes his violent message of revolution to the streets King Samir Shabazz is the new Black Panther Party's Philadelphia leader. This new Panther version of Black Power does not include white participation. In fact, Samir keeps a composition book of indignities perpetrated on blacks by whites. Bottom line, I understand he is my open enemy today. He has brutalized, raped, maimed, killed, burned, lynched, robbed, tortured, took our names, took our God, took our language, took us. Okay, so there's no reason for me knowing all of this with this with this book, all of the history of everything this man has done to us. There's no reason why I should be still walking around in 2008 talking about let us all unite and fight this struggle together. Black rage for some people was this articulation of the obvious frustration with 
being powerless. So the sense of frustration and anger manifests itself in sort of extremist politics because you're dealing with extremist conditions. <laughs> to throw off every vestige of white oppression, Shabazz has relinquished his given name of Maurice Heath for King Samir Shabazz. The black man is the king of this universe. So I added on king, which means ruler. Samir means entertaining companion or teacher. And Shabazz means indestructible. So that's how I formulated my name. In Philadelphia, King Samir Shabazz and his chief of staff, Jerry Jackson, spent weekends passing out flyers to call attention to injustices in the black community, protesting police brutality and recruiting new members. Did you get one of these, Queen? Take that one. All right, you're welcome. Sis, you get one of these? It's information on how to deal with the police. All right? Many different situations when they, when, when they come to your house, when they come to your car, when they, when they just violate you on the street. My job is to educate black people whether they want to be educated or not. I don't give a damn what they may feel about white people. I hate white people. All of them. Every last iota of a cracker, I hate it. Because we're still in this condition, man. You want to play? We didn't come out here to play with nobody. Samir targets only his people with his black power message. He preaches racial separation and rages against police brutality against blacks. He believes that only revolution can liberate his people. And rejects the idea that the election of Barack Obama will usher in real change. Samir will use any opportunity to shout his message, even at a festival celebrating African heritage. We didn't come out here to play today. There's too much serious business going on in the black community to be out here sliding through South Street with white, dirty, cracker whore on our arm, and we call ourselves black men with African garb on. What the hell is wrong with you, black man? You had a doom day with a white girl on your damn arm. We keep begging white people for freedom. No wonder we're not free. Your enemy cannot make you free, fool. You want freedom? You're going to have to kill some crackers. You're going to have to kill some of their babies. Let us get our act together. It's time to wake up, clean up, and stand up. Black power? Black power? I damn it, I said black power. Black power. Black power. That's wrong. King Samir Shabazz and his fellow New Black Panther Party members I knew what this was. see their mission rooted in a tradition of revolution started in the 1960s. Los Angeles, California, summer of 1965. Following the arrest of a black motorist for drunk driving, the predominantly black neighborhood of Watts explodes. When the Watts riots subside six days later, 34 people are dead, 4,000 people arrested, and an estimated $100 million in property destroyed. By 1967, poverty, inequality, and racial discrimination spark over 100 similar riots in U.S. cities. Violent racial unrest sweeps the country 
and a new militant movement emerges. At the forefront is an Oakland, California group called the Black Panther Party for Self-Defense. The original Black Panther Party was founded in October of 1966. It's coming on the heels of the assassination of Malcolm X. It's emerging on the heels of, of the Black Rebellion in Watts. There is a sense in which the citizens of Oakland feel under siege. They're looking elsewhere to imagine a politics that will allow them to respond to the conditions of their living. The Panthers, led by Huey Newton and Bobby Seale, break with the nonviolent methods of the civil rights movement, advocating instead for armed self-defense of the black community. The Black Panther Party said that in order for black people to be free, the American government and the American structure had to be completely rent and reconstructed in a revolutionary way. To think that you are going to seek freedom from your oppressor is ridiculous. To think we're going to march and say no justice, no peace from now to doomsday is an absurdity. So once you understand that, and now a mechanism is in place, a guy named Huey Newton stands up and organizes other men and women and they patrol the streets and they say this is what black people know of the government, justice on the street. The original Black Panthers were not a separatist organization. They didn't want to leave the U.S. They wanted to reinvent it. Their rallying cry was black power. They combined black nationalism with Marxist philosophy and sought to overthrow the U.S. capitalist system of governance. And by revolution, we meant the end of capitalism. We meant the institution of a socialist-like scheme. We said that we were communists. We were also black. We believed in black people. Black people say! Using mass organizing tactics like rallies in poor neighborhoods, Panthers swell from 400 members to over 5,000 in 1969. Their belief, all power to all the people, helps them form alliances with other radical organizations including those run by whites. All power to all the people. There are six billion living human beings on the face of this earth right now. It has evolved to be such. You know, and it is not about just one ethnic group. I don't give You cannot even talk about African-American people's community and human liberation unless you talk about all people's human liberation. The original Panthers, what they really, truly were about was trying to kind of uplift people in tough situations. You know, they also explicitly reached out to work with other races. They worked with the young lords, Puerto Ricans. They worked with all kinds of white leftists, and they really did. There really wasn't uh, racist rhetoric about whites, you know, all white people need killing. I mean, it was very explicitly about the power structure. Enforcing their right to bear arms, however, caused the Panthers trouble, and they became embroiled in numerous armed confrontations with the police. We were always expected to defend ourselves, and that's what, you, that's what the Black Panther Party uh, was and remained. There was always in place a rule that you just didn't get taken out by the police with your gun. You know, if you had a gun, you're supposed to defend yourself, return fire. You're not supposed to, nobody in the Black Panther Party, not at any point, thought you were supposed to lay down your gun. They drafted a 10-point plan that called for adequate food and housing, an end to black service in the military, and the release of blacks from jail. They also served their community with many needed services and social programs such as a breakfast program for poor black children, a free ambulance service, and legal aid. In the early 1970s, after years of arrests, conflict with police, 
intensive pressure from the FBI, and infighting within the group, the Panther organization eventually disintegrated. Panther's founder, Huey Newton, descended into drug use. In the early morning hours of August 22, 1989, Newton was shot dead on the streets of Oakland in an area inhabited by drug dealers. Original Panther member David Hilliard still visits the spot where his friend was killed. Huey got killed in front of this house right here. At the, in the wee hours of the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, he was killed here by a drug dealer. I started immediately trying to figure out a way how to save the best of what our party represented. I wanted people to not reduce Huey to the last five years of his life. He was much more than that. He was a drug addict, but he was also the founder of one of the more impactful organizations in the history of human and civil rights struggle in this country. That is the Black Panther Party. The Black Panthers achieved prominence for their community programs and their policy of armed self-defense and violence. But they also redefined black power in the 1960s by making a break from Martin Luther King Jr.'s tactics of nonviolence. History, I felt, would substantiate that the destruction of the Black Panther Party marked a tragic episode in the struggle of black people in America for freedom. The Black Panther Party was probably the greatest effort that black people in America have made for freedom. Today, members of the original Black Panther Party continue strengthening their legacy. They remain vocal advocates for the black community and still gather to protest the continued imprisonment of fellow Panthers. We believed in black people. We saw that as our subjective interest. And that is what its legacy is, is that we did stand up. We did fight. We have seen and met people today uh, who are still alive, who uh, not just fought the police, but who stood up and threw their, put their lives on the line and said, this is what I'm, I'm here to do. Next, borrowing from the legacy of a group from the 60s, a new Black Panther Party emerges and gains a national presence under a charismatic and controversial leader. In 1989, over a decade after the demise of Huey Newton's Black Panther Party, the new Black Panther Party was started in Dallas, Texas. A local radio talk show producer resurrected the name and gathered a group of blacks who took up shotguns and marched against a school board official who used a racial slur against black students. The new Black Panther Party was started when there was no Black Panther Party. It was started by Brother David Foreman and Brother Aaron Michaels in the late 1980s. Black Because they believed in the Panther. They believed that the struggle that Huey Newton and Bobby Seale, uh, who founded the Black Panther Party in the 1960s, should be continued. And that the spirit of liberation, the spirit of revolution, and the program of self-defense and community development should live on. The new Panthers used the militant rhetoric and confrontational style of the original Panthers, but abandoned their core principle of all power to all the people. And black power. Yo. Instead, the new Black Panther Party kept the Panther name, but added a fiery brand of black separatism, black nationalism, and anti-Semitism. You only know what you want to know. Their hatred of the Jews stems from a belief 
that blacks are the true descendants of the Hebrews of the Bible. They also believe that while blacks and Jews have both struggled for equality in America, the Jews have risen and abandoned the blacks. The new party and their militant tactics attracted a small nationwide following during the next several years. In the beginning, New Black Panther Party held a youth rally and they invited uh, Tom Metzger, who's the head of the White Aryan Resistance, and they both agreed, the white supremacists and the black supremacists agreed that they should be separate and live their own lives. Militant and at times hate-filled language has been a core component of the new Black Panther Party since its beginnings. But the rhetoric intensified under Dr. Khalid Muhammad, who became the group's de facto leader in 1998. And black power. When the new Black Panther Party teamed up with Khalid Abdul Muhammad, who was a former NOI spokesperson, the hardcore anti-Semitism and racism uh, really became part of what was attractive to a lot of people about the new Black Panther Party. Khalid was the national spokesman for the nation's leader, Minister Louis Farrakhan. His outspoken rhetoric made him a hero to some young members of the NOI. Khalid Muhammad was a firebrand, he was charismatic, he was powerful, he resonated with young black people, he resonated with the hip-hop generation. He was a force to be reckoned with in many ways outside of the nation of Islam. I say to the Jewish people... The Nation of Islam, a religious organization, was founded in 1930 and claims to promote Islamic beliefs and black pride. But in 1993, Khalid brought pressure on the organization when he gave a speech at New Jersey's Keene College and referred to Jewish people as bloodsuckers and the Pope as a cracker. His remarks were so strident that Khalid was censured by the U.S. Congress. In response to the public outcry, Minister Louis Farrakhan suspended Khalid from the leadership of the Nation of Islam. I found the speech vile in men. The Nation of Islam wanted him to tone down his rhetoric, and Khalid Muhammad found a space where he could say what he wanted to say without someone telling him that he needs to tone down his rhetoric, and that organization was the New Black Panther Party. Wake up, leader, and in 1998, Khalid became the de facto leader of the new Black Panther Party for Self-Defense. I was at a meeting of the new Black Panthers, and I observed a speech given by uh, Khalid Muhammad, where he said that you should not just go into white people's houses and just kill the white man and his wife. He said you should go into that bedroom and find that little white baby and stab him in his chest. I looked around, there were about 200 or more people in that room. Of course, I think that anybody in here might be crazy enough to do that. And you always ask yourself the question, what's the effect? Would that have a positive effect on a movement or a negative effect? I don't think anybody can conclude anything but that it would have a negative effect. A black man cannot be a racist. A racist means to have prejudice plus power. You cannot show me where whites were in prison, where they were discriminated against, where they were denied opportunity against because of his words. His words were spoken out of pain and suffering for an oppressed people. They're two different standards. Black power! Black power! Black power! Black power! Black power. Black power. Black power.
Mr. Khaled Abdul Muhammad made his transition to the ancestors. Black power. Black power. Khalid died in 2001 of a brain aneurysm, but his teachings and beliefs still guide the new Black Panther Party. And he'll be the devil tomorrow. Black power! Dr. Khaled Abdul Muhammad will always remain our mentor and always uh, remain our ideological standard bearer. He is the master teacher of black nationalism and pan-Africanism and revolution in our midst, even though he's not here. It is our duty to carry his word and legacy on. He not only talked about it and talked the talk, he walked the walk. And he organized and stood up black men and black women and he never cowed down in the face of opposition. In 2001, Malik Zulu Shabazz was named chairman of the party. With a law degree from Howard University, Zulu Shabazz seeks to reshape the organization into more of a social activist group. The leadership has decided that they can have an impact with street theater. It's much more difficult to actually go into a community and try to door-to-door -door deal with some kind of education about HIV-positive rates that are rising in, in the inner city of Detroit. That's not glamorous. It involves knocking on doors. It involves trying to organize people. Uh, it's much easier and more glamorous and romantic to put on black uniforms as a 1960s Black Panther, put on black gloves and put your fists in the air and get on TV. That's easy. Really, what I think is going on with Shabazz is that what he really does, which is look around the country for, you know, hot racial situations, is exactly what the Klan groups and the neo-Nazi groups do. The fact is, is that Shabazz has been connected to, you know, the most militant, the most racist people uh, in the black nationalist world for pretty much his whole career. Over the past decades, much has been made about the improved nature of racism in America. But even in the light of an Obama presidency, the debate continues over whether racism is embedded too deep in the culture to ever disappear. The majority of African Americans believe that race still plays a role in the lived experience of Americans of any background. I think that people are much more optimistic and studies show that African Americans feel a lot more invested in the United States, much more hopeful about the United States with the promise of Obama. There are those like Malik Zulu Shabazz and his new Black Panthers who reject politics as a means to effect real change. They believe the solution to issues such as discrimination, police brutality, and hate crimes is separation from white society. He sees himself as a militant black man who is fighting for the African community by any means necessary. You know, black rage is not just revolutionary, like the original Panthers may have used uh, that term, or black power. For him, it is a combination of black power and hatred. The new Black Panther Party does not have the wide support of the black community, and it remains a controversial fringe group. We believe in telling the truth. We're the last ones with the truth left. We don't bow to the ADL, the Southern Poverty Law Center. We bow to God Almighty. The ADL has banned, in their opinion, nationalism and pan-Africanism. And so we don't pay attention to what they say. I've been taught by the most honorable Elijah Muhammad 
that the devil will never give you credit for your righteousness. That you're not going to go on the internet or see on Fox News, Sean Hannity. The new Black Panther Party did a great event today. They don't want to hear uh, Malik Zulu Shabazz, the attorney at war fighting for our people. You didn't hear anything on the national news about our efforts in New Orleans to rescue our people out of the muck and out of the water. The enemy has no design to portray us in a positive light. And that's why we want freedom and liberation to control our own TV and our own images. Because we don't have the power to tell our story. While the new Black Panther Party claims they serve the community, it's their tactics that infuriate many former original Panther members. Their statements not represent what the Black Panther Party was about. We're racist, not only towards uh, white folks, but even other peoples of color. And this was just totally out of whack. Brandishing the image of the Panther also concerns the original group who remain protective of their Panther legacy. You guys have been around since 1988, the so-called New Black Panthers. It's almost 20 years, and I've not seen one relevant, tangible program that you set up in the community to serve the people as a means to help raise their conscience and unify them in opposition to their oppressors. All you do is spew rhetoric and talk. I think the original Panthers, you know, David Hilliard and Bobby Seale and those people are absolutely right to call out this group and to say, you know, this is a racist hate group. It is not so different uh, from the groups that we battled in the 60s. Up next, a former new Black Panther Party member reinvents his own vision of a black nation. In the Highland Park section of Detroit sits an unassuming office. A faded panther adorns the outside of the building. Inside, former new Black Panther Party member Malik Shabazz runs a small grassroots organization. Although he will not disclose membership numbers, he asserts his members are dedicated to elevating his people to nationhood. New Marcus Garvey movement, Black Panther Nation. We're about revolutionary pan-African black nationalism. Revolution meaning complete, constructive, total, cosmic change. Pan-African meaning all African people across the planet are one, need to unite, need to work together, need to have a relation. Black being the origin of life. As the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, we're not black because we're cursed. We're black because we're first. Everything, all life, starts out in blackness. Malik Shabazz is no relation to the man who currently runs the new Black Panther Party. He chose his name from the Muslim name of Malcolm X. Although this Shabazz is also a separatist who believes in building a black nation within the U.S., his tactics differ from those of the new Black Panthers. He registers voters stages protests over what he considers to be unjust conditions, visits homeless shelters, and advocates for educational reform. He follows Marcus Garvey, a black nationalist who first put forth his ideas nearly a century ago. In 1916, Marcus Garvey, the descendant of slaves, founded the Universal Negro Improvement Association, or UNIA. The principles of Garveyism were racial pride, self-reliance, and black nationalism. 
the Marcus Garvey Movement or the Universal Negro Improvement Association was an organization that was black nationalist in its purest sense. It sought a black nation uh, in Africa, liberation of black people globally. It believed that having an independent state that was black controlled top to bottom would be a springboard and that white nations would recognize this black state and deal with black people in a different manner. Marcus Garvey's message attracted thousands of disillusioned black Americans and inspired a powerful movement of black pride, black nationalism, and economic self-sufficiency. There are many legacies of the UNIA and Marcus Garvey. The, the colors, the green, black, and red, the nationalist tricolor, which are universally recognized as the black nationalist flag, a flag of black nationalism. But also the defiant rhetoric of racial pride, of a, of a reclamation of Africa, a celebration of ancient African history, and attaching black people to that ancient history. Malik Shabazz is keeping Garvey's beliefs alive in the 21st century. His ultimate goal is separate societies segregated on the basis of skin color. He wants blacks to have the chance to build their own nation. We've got to get power. We've got to have some independence and show other people that we are ready for nationhood. Shabazz believes the only way to create that sense of nationhood for blacks is through revolution. Although he believes it will take armed revolution to achieve his goals, he does not believe the time is right for that uprising. He claims his people must first work within their own neighborhoods to elevate themselves, so they are prepared to rule their own nation. This is a crack house, heroin house, marijuana house. We've marched on this house about 20 times. Eugene, one of the dealers. That's why it's up to the people to come together and let people know that we don't want any drug dealing. We, we don't want, and it starts here. We don't want any drug dealing. We don't want any prostitution going on in the neighborhood. Crime, every day, every day we will be back. Every day we will be back until you stop. Every day we will be back until you stop selling crack. Uh, all day long, all night long, sisters, the sisters who are chemically dependent and get in. We sick of it too. We sick of it too. And you selling dope. I ain't selling a thing. Okay. And you are selling Right. It is a matter of time. This house will be closed down in God's name. For Shabazz, a former drug addict whose mother was jailed for killing his father, it has been a long journey. Almost all my friends, dead or in prison or strung out, or on their way to being strung out or in prison. The conditions led me to seek a solution. And you know, when you've tried everything, you, you tried drugs and sex and uh, just all kind of crazy things and nothing works then you try God and so uh, the, the shrines of the black Madonna woke me up
The Shrine of the Black Madonna was founded by Reverend Albert Clegg, who changed his name to Jeromoji Abebe Ojiman, meaning in Swahili, liberator, holy man, savior of the nation. The Shrine of the Black Madonna is an organization that has a long history of institution building in black communities and a very clear articulation of black liberation theology uh, an uncompromising uh, belief that the black nation Israel uh, created a prophet, uh, Jesus, who challenged uh, uh, European uh, imperialism manifested in the Roman Empire. The church teaches an Afrocentric version of Christianity and reinterprets Jesus' teachings to address the needs of black people. At the center of the shrine is an 18-foot painting of a black Madonna. The shrine of the black Madonna is seeing uh, the, the mother of Jesus as a beautiful black woman, Jesus as a, as a black man, seeing Christianity as uh, a faith for freedom, not a faith of oppression. While Jeromoji had a profound influence on him, Malik Shabazz credits his racial and social awakening to Malcolm X and former new Black Panther Party leader Khalid Muhammad. Dr. Khalid Muhammad, the baddest brother I've ever met. Dr. Khalid Muhammad was the man. Malcolm X times 25. He brought the thunder. He brought the roar. He brought the funk. He brought the pain. Real, committed, consistent, brilliant, highly educated, fierce, bold, warrior, militant, but loving. He was the greatest. I love him in, in life and in death. Shabazz left the new Black Panther Party after Dr. Khalid died. This led Shabazz to start the new Black Panther Nation, new Marcus Garvey movement. We try to be broad. Narrow nationalism will not work. And we've got to be more universal. We've also got to be able to accept decent European help. Not membership, but help. If white folks want to clean up the ghetto and want to help, they can. But they can't join. But they can feel free to, to roll. And we treat everybody the same. And we do realize you have to be able to work with government when you can to get things done. We're not interested in dying strong in the saddle with our boots on, 100% ideologically correct. And we haven't accomplished anything. It's about getting something done right here and right now. Because our children are dying right here and right now. That's what we're about. Amen. Amen. In Detroit, Shabazz and his organization are slowly affecting change. Okay, brothers, we're going to get ready to march. I know that Malik Shabazz in Detroit has actually gotten out in front of crack houses and picketed and brought attention upon these drug dealers in the community and basically shamed the police into coming in and stopping them. One of the most positive things from the New Black Panthers in Detroit was a movement to shut down these dope houses. While Shabazz's Detroit organization works to exalt his people to nationhood, in New York City, a group of new Black Panthers are looking to bring down the U.S. government. 
so as to build a black nation from the ashes. Harlem, New York, July 5th. Members of the New York, Trenton, and Newark chapter of the new Black Panther Party march along Frederick Douglass Boulevard to 125th Street in New York City. They have come to celebrate a festival they call the 4th of July. It's an ironic and accusatory title, highlighting the fact that American independence in 1776 did nothing for enslaved blacks. In fact, the Constitution, when ratified, measured all slaves as only three-fifths of a person. Frederick Douglass argued that July 4th had a different meaning for African Americans than for whites. At that day, July 4th, 1776, the vast majority of black people in North America were enslaved. And then for the remaining another 90 years, um, they found themselves also enslaved. Shaka Shakur is the leader of the Harlem chapter of the new Black Panther Party. You don't exist for that white devil. He didn't even cut an eye. He didn't even like he had blinders on like a horse. He didn't even see him. Even in the midst of Barack Obama's historic run for the White House, the new Black Panther Party rejects the idea that politics will provide any real change. You know, somebody said, well, Barack will be the president. All right, black right. So what? Still on a race of us could be black presidents from now on. Still on a In the early 21st century, we see considerable expansion of black economic political prowess and the visibility and the diversity of black people in popular culture. And the proliferation of, of black people in various echelons of power speak to the progress that clearly has been made. And that doesn't mean that there aren't still vestiges of white supremacy. And for those reasons, there are vestiges of black nationalist sentiment. I got to tell the truth about America. America don't care about you, black men and women. Anywhere you go, that the white man is there, the black man is at the bottom. You know it's true. The Panthers are calling on the gathering crowd to show their disdain for the U.S. system by walking on the flag. The red on this rag represents the blood of the people who was spilled being over here. The white represents the white man, the devil. The devil who brought you over here. Watch how many people are scared to step on that rag. You might as well step on it. It's been stepping on you for 400 years. We're always in a war for the hearts and minds of black people, African people, because we all know July 4th just passed by. And we want people to understand, especially black people, to understand that we have no reason celebrating the independence that we don't possess. If we look around our neighborhoods where we live, we live in the worst conditions, and it's supposed to be the best country. So how can we possibly begin to talk about independence when we're not even independent from European colonialism on any level, be it mental, physical, or spiritual? The new Black Panther Party burns the flag to show their hatred for the U.S. government. They are calling for a new system of government for and by blacks. There you go. There you go. There you go. So I don't get married. Don't get married. Thank you, America. There you go. Pray. That's the FYD's Independence Day. Black power. Black power. For the new Black Panthers, the flag is nothing more than a symbol of oppression. Well, as a conscious person, I'm supposed to bust down idols. We're not supposed to hold anything up as idols. This here is an idol of a country that's been oppressing my people for hundreds of years. 
Even as Americans begin to embrace the changing face of this nation, there are those who continue to perpetuate the idea that race will always divide us. Let Barack Obama ride the white horse. Let him ride the white horse. Because that white horse, we know the history of America. That white horse is going to buck and throw the rider. And we'll be right here with our black horse, with the reins, to take black people back in. As we know, they need leadership that speaks directly to them, not for everybody. At the end of the day, we have to ask ourselves the question, how has the new Black Panther Party contributed to reimagining African-American politics in the Obama era? Or does it constitute a backward-looking moment that contributes to the confusion of our current moment? In my view, it's the latter. That doesn't mean it ought not to exist. Uh, it doesn't mean that the young men and women who are part of it aren't passionate about justice. I just think they're wrong. I think I would want them to use their energies in a much more prospective way, a forward-looking way, uh, because um, not only do our people need it, uh, but America needs it. Being in the community actually trying to serve the people. And that was the slogan of the Black Panther Party, serve the people. That's really some harder work. It's good that there are people in the African-American community who are doing that work. I would just like to see the new Black Panther Party's leadership point them toward joining people who are doing that work, no matter what race or color or religion the people have who are doing that work. As the face of America continues to change, Many voices seek to redefine black pride, black nationalism, and black liberation by reimagining the legacy. I want to be the realest artist ever, ever. I want everybody to talk about Tupac, he was the realest artist ever. He never slowed down. He stayed the same. They couldn't stop me. They couldn't stop Got some static with some niggas on the other side of town. Then my little cousin K-Ro, he's a rider now. What they want from us motherfucking thug niggas is the love niggas. Now I plug niggas. It's love niggas in my wrong niggas. Songs trying to get with us, cause we go no stress. We in the West, we trust to the chest. I bust, then we ride to the sun. Come shining back to brighten up the sky. I mean, he got heard the Fuji was trying to do me. Look, bitch, I cut your face. This ain't no motherfucking movie. Then we watch the other two die slow. Castrated, entertaining at my motherfucking sideshow. Bam, set my plan in mode. Time to exterminate my foes. I can't stand you, hoes. Now label this my fucking trick shot. My lyrics running all you cowards out of hip hop.
the message am I getting through to you? You know what's coming, you motherfuckers don't even know do you. It's like a fight to the top just to see who died for the spot. You put your life in this, nothing like surviving a shot. Y'all know what time it is. Soon as clock surge, you stop. Shit, but you know about death threats, cause I get a lie. Tupac resisted. He was shot numerous times, at least twice in the head, once in the left arm, once in the thigh, once in the groin area. Everybody hurt.